Disgusting daily show that keeps you updated on exactly what is happening in nerd news. Like these topics that are coming up on the show today. Of course, we just got Miss Marvel episode four. It was a doozy, and it seems like we're going back in time, baby. Um, we also have to talk about some crazy Doctor Doom news. We don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it. We're going to get to it. Um, we're also a little late on some Harley Quinn season three updates that we want to let you know about if you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock or, you know, don't watch that show, now's your chance to check it out. And if you weren't sick of it yet. <laughs> Which you're not. It's Morbin Time, hey. baby. The yeah, movie that will never die because it's the highest grossing film of all time. A trillion dollars. Oh, there's Morbius there it? for you. I don't even know if you can see it, sorry. Um, some housekeeping things mm. before we start. So serious. Yeah, taking the mood down. There was an insane clip of Barbie posted online today. It was Ooh. one of those spy shots. We we talked about Mar Barbie. <laughs> we talked about Barbie a lot on the show. Um, Dotson, this is a poll request that I'm throwing at you with absolutely no notice. I apologize. Do you guys care enough about Barbie for us to show this clip? We know it's the biggest movie of all time, next to Morbius, but you know. We don't want to oversaturate you guys. You we don't want to no. send any spoilers out. But it is a I'm crazy leaving. clip. It is a crazy clip. So I'm putting it to you guys. There will be a poll in the chat. Let us know. Are we showing the BBW? Thank you, MO, in the chat. Are we showing the BBW clip? It is your call. Also, on yesterday's show, I was dumb. And I got two characters from Miss Marvel confused. I got Najma and Aisha confused. And that mm. led to us having a discussion that made a lot of sense in my head. <laughs> but, fake nerd um, alert! Fake, fake nerd, nerd alert! If you know me at all, um, I'm, I would also be the kind of person to get Bruno confused with Brian. So, part of the course, <laughs> I'm dumb, and that leads me to a congratulations to Koi oh. for winning our prediction segment on the show. I felt good about that watching. Yeah, it. we saw the train like, in the flashback. It was Ooh. the prediction. I would have gotten it wrong either way. And and it felt good to be so invested in our own bet with ourselves That's last right. night at one in the morning. That's being right. Like victory sleep. I um I didn't introduce my lovely co-hosts. We've got Anna Vanston. Hello. How goes it? Uh, just to make it perfectly clear, my relationship with Grimace was never sexual. Can we also make it perfectly clear your outfit is perfectly That's aligned. right. That's I just right. want to give credit. Okay, I, I, am, give credit. I am closet cosplaying uh, Kamala from like the first two scenes, uh, but I, I couldn't find a picture. So, but just trust me. But we got credit. I like the it's, style. It's nicely done. I'm so happy that we make this show. 72% <laughs> before I introduce Koi. 72% of people said yes, yes to yes. the Barbie clip. So we'll get into that in a second. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of names I may or may not be pronouncing correctly, we have Koi Jandro on the show. That's the American way of saying it. Okay. We say Jandro, you say Jandro. Jandro. Tomato, tomato. I respect I'll the effort. It. Thank I, you. I hate it. It's like a Star Wars name. It's all vowels. I get Costa. My last name is Costa, but yeah. everyone wants to call me Costa. So mm. uh, we're different vowels and different You understand the, the struggle. You just answer for both. I even yeah. answered a Cody at this point. Okay. Corey, Cody. Yeah. They just I do too. We're going to call enough. you whatever we want. And I also want to say a very quick 
quick thank you to Kirk Ingersoll, who might be in the chat today. Uh, super generous, um, super chatter, but never says anything. So, but <laughs> thank you, Kirk. Out. Sometimes we don't get to people who don't leave little messages. Um, I just want to say a special thank you hey. to you. Let's get into the show. Ooh. Speaking of super chats, we have a reverse swear jar. I'm not going to spend any more time on it. If you know, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Play the headlines graphic, baby. There it is. I love it. It's I great. love it. Let's not keep them waiting, you guys. We got a new clip from, well, not a clip, but a behind the scenes look at the Barbie movie, sort of related to what we saw yesterday. Can we just roll it? I'm so excited. <laughs> It's the scream for me. Some I'm people talk about Citizen Kane. Some people talk about Goodfellas, Godfather. But to me, it's Gosling and Barbie that's really going to change cinema. Because that, to me, I mean, you, I, we were talking right before air. The SNL era, when he was doing uh, the other guys, the, the Gosling scream is our modern Willem scream. Like Wilhelm oh, scream. It's and it's so, so beautiful. So right. It's amazing. And just like the, the comedic timing, this Barbie movie is going to be off the chain. I'm so psyched. I, I genuinely think this will be my favorite. It, I think it's coming out this year. I hope it is. I think it's going to be my favorite movie of the year. I'm getting a phone call. I'm not taking it. Oh, take it. Take, no, it. take it on your watch. I could never. Hello. Um, speaking of new things, a new trailer for Harley Quinn Season 3 was released by HBO Max yesterday. Um, we didn't talk about it on the show because we were on Barbie Watch. Um, and, and nothing, <laughs> As we always are. Nothing <laughs> priority over Barbie Watch. Um, they also released some of the episode titles for the upcoming season. If you are interested at all in the Harley Quinn show, um, you can go find those online. We're not going to read them all here. Um, if you're not interested at all in the Harley Quinn show, you should be. It's, it's so incredible. much fun. Yeah. It's it's like maybe it's my, one of my favorite things that, that DC is putting out. It's I think it's one of the best things DC's ever done. Yeah. It's got a Ivy and Harley as a little couple. It's cute. It's I cute love as can it. Be. It's, it's also cute. like a little messed up. It's so raunchy. Fun. It's yeah. like adult irreverent, it. and it's also the tone that I've always felt Harley Quinn should Absolutely. could be. Absolutely. Like they nailed like what her perspective of Gotham is. It's a really great way to keep the Batman brand fresh by not having too much Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. Very fair. That's very fair. Speaking of keeping things fresh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen wants to come back for round five mm. of the Scarlet Witch. Let's see. We've got Age of Ultron. We've got Infinity War. We've got Endgame. We've got Civil War. Skip that one. Uh, we've got WandaVision. We've got Doctor Strange. Round seven. Whoa. Seven. Let's go. That's impressive. Um, She's catching up to Hugh Jackman. That's right. That's right. Um, she said in an interview this week that she would love to do an adaptation of the Witch's Road comic run if you're not familiar here's what she had to say about it she said there's a few images in my head i think they're from witch's road and she's aging and she's decaying while she's using her power and there's something in that this older woman who's aging from her power that i'm really interested in i don't really know what that means but i would kind of love to be old God bless her. which is incredible and i do think like this is a great dovetail from her sort of corruption by the dark hold mm. into uh, you know, something like this where it's just like sort of eating away at her and she's just like 
I also love that this means that in between roles, she's reading comics. I, like, this yeah. is a very specific yeah. arc. I talked to her during the press tour of Multiverse of Madness, and I was saying that she's always so invested in the arcs of whatever she's reading. She talks about it in interviews. She brought up House of M yeah. way back in the in the first introduction for character days. And when I asked her what she was interested in adapting next, she's like, I'm actively reading and looking for stuff. And now this comes out, which I means love I love that Liz Olsen is just somewhere like flipping through comics, finding yeah. out her source. And she says, she says, I would love to be old. Even if this doesn't happen, Elizabeth Olsen, I I don't think you have to worry. It will happen <laughs> it will eventually. Happen. Well, it all, it, it all catches up with us. Yeah. We'll unless see. We'll unless see. you are She's enjoying, rich. She is rich. <laughs> so we don't know what she has access my to. My roommate got in a, he, my roommate and I got in a heated conversation about how old Cher was yesterday, and I feel like that's another one where I think she's she like, crazy. she's like in, she's like in a good 78 yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's a tangent for another day. Um, We've got a poll going in the chat. Which would you rather see, House of M or Witch's mm. Road? We got a little taste of House of mm. M in mm-hmm. some storylines, but people really want that No More Mutants line, and so do I. Also, um, you could do like the, the different multiverse options. Now that we've introduced the multiverse, could. you could have the different worlds of House of M, which would be interesting. I just want a world where Magneto's child is Wanda Maximoff, and that's all. That's it. That's it. That's simple, thing. simple, man. Simple pleasures. Could have been a line of dialogue with Patrick Stewart. Could have been right there. Like, I know a Wanda, blah, blah, blah. It could have been a line. Um, switching universes for a minute. Obi-Wan Kenobi, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. The original writer of the screenplay has been doing some interviews, and we got some interesting details about what the film might have been. Um, you know, it sounds like the ending was going to be a little bit different. Um, the, the writer said, you know, in the original draft, Reva didn't know that Vader was Anakin and sort of grew up hating the Jedi because she saw a Jedi, Anakin Skywalker, walking toward her, killing younglings, stabbing her, and then saw sort of these clone troopers during Order 66 just like Merkin Jedis and was like, great, thank you so much for saving us. Um, and so she grew up hating the Jedi Order, um, which I think is like a pretty cool motivation for her character. Um, you know, some of that did end up making it into the screenplay. Um, and he, he went on to say, so it was Obi-Wan kind of letting her in on that secret, you know, that Vader is Anakin. And that revelation uh, makes her kind of go, oh my God, I've been wrong this whole time. So she ends up going back and basically saving Kenobi by sacrificing herself. She goes to Vader and says, I killed Kenobi. And then, you know, she knows that's going to trigger a little bit of rage in in Vader, and then Vader would have killed Reva, allowing uh, Obi Wan to escape, and that sort of would have been her story. Star he also, Wars. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, Star Wars. It's so straightforward. Linear so easy path. to understand. <laughs> One journey, just down the trail. It is so simple. Yeah, perfect. Just a walk in Tatooine. Uh, but you know, a little bit of simplicity. He also says that Reva would have been the only Inquisitor in that story. So, so no, you know, Grand Inquisitor, uh, no fourth brother, I can't remember. Um, you know, none of those Rebels characters would have been in this film, um, which mm. is which is interesting. Mm. I like this idea a little bit more because it does feel like it's more, uh, one, linear as much as it sounds complicated, yeah. but it also allows us to really empathize with her more directly instead of that, like, oh, will they, won't they complication. And I also kind of like the idea, like, it doesn't make sense you'd know Anakin. And it also doesn't make sense that yeah. she's hunting for him in a way. Yeah. And just that, that line didn't quite work for me. It was, I, I thought it was interesting, right? It felt like she, we knew she had her own motivations the whole time. And it kind of felt like she was playing both sides. I don't know how perfectly well that, that ended came across. up being executed. 
I do think like you know you make a movie you have two hours and having like these three people being the main characters I guess four if you include Leia um, makes a lot of sense but then when you break it out into you know a six episode series you, you gotta to add some add a little bit of context for some of these people mm. so it totally makes sense but mm. uh, you know I think Lucasfilm is learning a lot of lessons with the content that they're making right now and I hope that that means that we're gonna get some really cool stuff in the future and you know maybe this is one they're like oh maybe we should have done this one as a movie and they were like oh solo maybe we should have done that one as a series so also they could do an obi-wan 2 as a movie like yeah, they're not stuck in a fun. format they, and they should i'd be great and to they see absolutely this absolutely should like, the people it. want it you just because it's here doesn't mean it can't go there next <laughs> yeah um we're going back to marvel um some of the uh jeremy slater the writer the head writer of moon knight uh gave an interview about sort of how his gods fit in with the gods of Thor, Love and Thunder. They were kind of writing these two projects at the same time, and they didn't know how one was going to fit in with the other in terms of release date. So they were like playing this weird dance with the studio. Mm. Um, and I suppose he, he says, you know, they intentionally made no real connections because they didn't know what was going to happen. So they talked to Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige was like, just go play in your own little sandbox, and we'll figure out the rest later. Um, yeah. So we talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday. I'm very excited that Marvel is like really opening this box up and being like, yeah, there's gods and there are a lot of them and we're going to do some crazy stuff with them and but we're going to give them to you in little pieces first. Yeah. Before we kill them all or whatever. And kind of like we were talking about yesterday, all of this undercurrent of gods last night in the episode, we couldn't have predicted that that veil discussion kind of implies a lot more. So I think the way we're looking at phase four is... I do think that is the main through line of phase four, and I think we're getting closer and closer to feeling it. You're right. I want a god war. Are we going to get a god war? I mean, Boy, are we getting a god war? There's a certain character that left being a god because it was beneath him that apparently might be getting some sort of property in the MCU. So I could see that. I think it might be time. Oh, should we discuss <laughs> yeah, let's just get it Doom? Oh, All right, boy. you lovelies. Early this morning, Howard Stern accidentally broke the news rumor that he's involved with the mysterious Doctor Doom. Now, Doctor Doom is an incredible character, but before we discuss him, let's play that clip. I love this clip because it is clearly a hot mic and I personally am not a spoiler guy. I usually don't report on things until they're confirmed. I don't like to lean into that and Marvel this is one of the weirdest leaks that could happen because it's literally like people talking about a schedule. Like, this is such a weird, errant moment. I think it's, like, really safe to say we don't know what this is. We don't know if this is a video game, a, a podcast, a movie, a play. A like fan we, film. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Kevin Feigman is mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think? I personally think if this exists in the MCU, it's going to be Howard Stern as Howard Stern. 
I see the movie yeah. they make as a giant political commentary on the world. I'd introduce Doctor Doom personally in Black Panther. I would have him as a parallel to Namor. I'd introduce Namor and Doctor Doom simultaneously. That way you see the greater world of the political element that is Black Panther, especially as you're passing the torch of him being a leader. So you'd need other leaders. You'd need a kind of political Illuminati. I'd have Doom in there and I'd introduce him well before Fantastic Four because you're already gonna be doing a lot in the Fantastic Four movie. You need the Doom presence to be the entire MCU as a whole. So what better way to do that than have someone that's iconic in the media space, in the interview space, than Howard Stern as Howard Stern. Do we know his resume, Howard Stern? Like, he made a he, movie. Is he an actor? Dirty Jobs. I mean, I know he, he's like a, obviously jobs. a radio. Isn't that his, or Dirty something? I, don't, I think he directed and like started a movie. Oh, in, like, oh, in oh the I 80s. was thinking of that Mike Rowe Discovery Channel show. I would love that. No, I think there was like a Dirty Work, maybe. I'm, okay. I'm okay. only so old. I feel like there's <laughs> no way, there's no way he's like Dr. Doom. There, I don't think they would risk giving him a main role. You think, I, wait, I, you I, think so? I'm picturing no, his hair I coming totally out the agree. I totally agree with you. There's no no way he's playing Doctor Doom. But do we all think it's but, live action, or do we think it's maybe voiceover work, or I, is it a cartoon? I think if you're reading between the lines here, which you know we love to do, again, all of this is unconfirmed. I'll say it to save my coworkers for getting in trouble. Um, he's talking about the schedule and it being a pain for his schedule, and that mm-hmm. only tells me that it's live action, right? Mm-hmm. Like. If you were doing voiceover work, it was for a video game, maybe the motion capture for a video game would be hard to schedule around. If you can hear a siren in the background, it's Marvel coming They're to coming us. They've found me. us, we're um, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, if you're just doing voiceover, you just show up in the booth and do your lines by yourself, right? Um, <laughs> there's a poll in the chat. Do you think Howard Stern would make a good Dr. D? 85% <laughs> of you said no. no. I think we're all mostly in agreement here. There. I also think we're, we probably don't expect that to be the case. No, I, they wouldn't risk it. Like they have good actors playing the villain. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Ouch. Okay, Shots what I meant like Howard Stern. very yeah, experienced, right. you know, very experienced actors who are like, you know, total pros. I'd say. And we talked yesterday about like some casting ideas and choices, and the one I forgot to mention was <laughs> Javier Bardem. I've got a whole list. A great but I do think what you need is someone that's going to be terrifying to everyone, and I don't find Howard Stern to be necessarily everyone's fear. And you need someone like a Javier Bardem, a Rufus Sewell, a Michael Shannon, someone that's larger than life and a big personality. Howard Stern, if it's like a narrative podcast, because those are doing really well. If it's something where it's literally just his voice, maybe. But I also love that this is through a hot mic. Like to me, this is the funniest of like, oh man, this is a rough way to find out a big thing. Yeah, we'll see if Howard Stern uh, has to sort of issue a press release tomorrow or or maybe doesn't have a show tomorrow. Uh, Uh, No, I'm kidding. yeah, it, it's it's such a weird situation that this came out. Um, I also think what's really interesting is he calls it Doctor Doom, which makes me think maybe that it's Noah a Holly script. solo. Yeah, Noah Holly did a did a full Doctor Doom, Doom script. Pro- and project. I would argue that we need to end the MCU, start introducing villains in singular format. We need to start having villain movies because one of the strengths of Daredevil is that you're as invested in Wilson Fisk as you are in Matt Murdock. You care about the punch landing twice because you feel the pain of both of them just wanting their city. Doom isn't exactly sympathetic, but he's a leader. He's someone that's almost like a cult leader. He's got all of Latveria behind him. They believe in him. They they follow him. You need time to tell that story. I think introducing Doctor Doom separate of Fantastic Four, I would do a soft introduction of Black Panther, then do a solo project, then Fantastic Four. That way, when you actually have the conflict, it feels like a Thanos-level threat because he is a Thanos-level threat. I think 
people, myself included, would argue that Infinity War is already kind of the Thanos, you know, standalone movie or whatever. Exactly. You kind of see him mm -hmm. do his hero's journey of putting all these Infinity Stones together. And then you get Endgame, which mm -hmm. is like the hero's side, right? And he, Thanos wins at the end of right. Infinity War. Right, it's his movie, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I would love to see more, you know, villain-focused uh, uh projects in the MCU and I think this would be a great series it would be a lot of fun I think Doom can sometimes be sort of sympathetic mm -hmm. uh, depending on you know in that like way that you know you sit there and be like, oh, the villain's got a good point. Well, um, what's interesting about him is, like, the, if they do the original continuity, like, I love the original introduction of the character because he had, like, a scratch on his face. And he was so vain, he was so narcissistic, he was so egotistical, that was enough to make him feel like he had to hide it. Sure. Later on, they retconned it, made his whole face guard and everything else, but I love the ego of Doom being his kryptonite. I love that being fleshed out over a whole movie. I wouldn't want to see, like... Fantastic Four fighting a guy and he's like got a little scratch in his face. Like you need right. to go into the pathos of that. You need like a Jake Gyllenhaal Nightcrawler performance, and I think you need two hours for that. And I also think that if you're going to be introducing a character that's Doctor Strange meets Black Panther because the mysticism and the politics and the leadership, you don't want to do that in a 20 minute cutscene. Right, and I think like taking the X Men or mutants out of it, like the characters that people have been clamoring for in terms of MCU villains were, you know, Thanos, although we got that very, with that tease very early, but then also Kang the Conqueror and Doctor Doom. Yeah. And like, and like, it would be we'll such a off. shame, right? It would be <laughs> such a shame to just have him as a one-off villain in a Fantastic Four movie. I don't think, it, it sounds like they're not doing that, which sounds... Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting way to find out, uh, but if they did have this as a one-off, what if it's the 838 world, and would you want to see I Howard Stern versus John Krasinski? He's, he's already noodled. But we can do time travel. Yeah, put him Who back. knows? Put him What's back. That? Howard Stern with the hair and noodly Krasinski. Yeah. And then Rain Wilson is Doc Ock or something. <laughs> like, we're just going full. That would be fun. Steve Carell is like a really enigmatic Howard uh, human torch. We're just putting the office, I'm just putting the office together in there with Howard point. Stern. Yeah, we're doing it. That's what's going to end Howard Stern in there. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing to find out this way, but I'm excited. So I guess the you bring up A38. The question sort of is again, two actors that we don't really think will be playing these two characters. What would a Doctor Doom Howard Stern movie look like with a John Krasinski Reed Richards? That's a lot of comedy. It's not going to be Doctor Doom. He's not though. actually. He's not but be if we're theorizing, if we're what ifing here, uh, then this yes and this, let's go. Let's yes it. and this yeah. is the Patton Oswalt Modoc show. Can we throw more Howard Stern in there? Yeah, but it's, uh, that's the tone of this. Yeah. All right, I think all he's right. playing himself. I think, I think he's going to be interviewing Doom, and I think it's going to be a conversation of, like, maybe he even gets killed by Doom. Maybe there's, you know, a moment of, maybe that's why the schedule's hard. I'm in. I'm in. Reed <laughs> Pulse has a question for you, Coy. He says, how big will Doctor Doom affect the MCU outside of any Fantastic Four projects? Uh, I think that he would affect the entirety of leading into Secret Wars. He's the one that invents Battle World. Oh, so in please, Secret Wars, the newest Secret one... Wars. Well, because Secret Wars, the original, in the 80s, oh, he's yeah. integral. He's a very big part of it. He's an even bigger part of 2016 Secret Wars, which is technically Secret Wars 3, which is what I think they're leading up to, and that's Battle World. He invents this world, so basically there's incursion events, which we saw teased in Doctor Strange, where different realities collide with each other. So when those two Earths collide, there's this moment of split, and basically the planets explode. He's able to tether a bunch of planets together and create this battle world, which is effectively like a video game, 
where villains and heroes fight each other. In the original 80s one, the Beyonder, who I want Mark Hamill to play very bad in a jumpsuit, has basically <laughs> chessboard pieces where he's pitting villain against hero. That's where Spider-Man gets his original black suit. You've got a beautiful iconic, iconic image of Hulk holding up this mountain. There's a lot of beautiful imagery I think will come into Secret Wars, but as far as storyline, I think it's going to be the modern 2016 Secret Wars, which I think is what the Russo brothers are going to come back to do. So you need to introduce Doctor Doom solo, you introduce uh, Doctor Doom with mysticism, you introduce Doctor Doom via Fantastic Four, and then by the time we get to Battleworld, he's earned that Thanos-level threat, and then we feel the entire MCU fearing what he can be and what he has become, which is a god. Koi is drafting Phase 5. Right here, right now. I love having Koi in this show. He's (laughs) pointing interviews that the Russo brothers gave in like 2017, (laughs) being like, yeah, we'd love to do Secret. The gesture game is on Uh, Brad. It's at all times. We need the overhead cam like in poker, and I'm like drawing the map. It's like Charlie Day, but right here. Do you think that Secret Wars is the project that brings in, you know, the Fox X-Men movies, phases one through three of of the MCU with some of the characters that are not in the MCU anymore. I'm talking about like, you know, uh, Tony Stark and uh, probably uh, having, you know, old Cap come in, maybe younger. Um, and, you know, the Sony SSU and, oh, I missed the Spumsy name, the SSU <laughs> And, you know, Sony's sort of Raimi-verse stuff. Do you think that we'll get it all in, in that project? I think that we get Deadpool first. Yeah. And, and, and there it is. There's the overhead cam. There's, so I think Deadpool is how we acknowledge Fox. And I honestly think Deadpool being R-rated, like I said yesterday, yeah. in here allows R-rated characters to be introduced. Because you want to have your, your Midnight Suns R. Yeah. But I think that's a taste. And then I think the way you get the movie that a lot of people thought Doctor Strange was going to be is in having Secret Wars, have incursion events where you get the, the cameo-tastic journey, yeah. and I think Secret Wars needs to be a two-parter, just like Infinity War Endgame, but I also think that launching point allows for a new world of X-Men and everything. I think it's not just a Phase 4 ending, it's a Phase 5 beginning. I think it's going to wrap up everything we've seen to date. Uh, you might hate me for this. Would you ever do a sort of, like, potentially out-of-canon or, like, side-canon show of Secret Wars and you could kind of do some sort of weird bracket That's what What If is to me. And I think that what they're doing with Phase 4, which is What If Season 2, they've said that What If Season 1 was largely Phase 1 through 3. I think What If, they've said very publicly, is about Phase 4, is that. I think it's a a basically set up for an alternate universe Secret Wars. But I think what we're going to get with the MCU going forward is you can't keep all these actors for 20 years. There needs to be a big ending. So I think Young Avengers, uh, Dark Avengers, Thunderbolts, everything we're leading up to is going to culminate in Secret Wars because you're going to have villains that we feel for because of Thunderbolts and you're going to have them fighting heroes that we feel for and then you've got characters like Doom who deserves his own movie and Battleworld is going to feel like all of that but that's not a two-hour jaunt. It needs to be at least, maybe it's a trilogy. Like, they can go crazy. That's what I would do. I love this. I love this. People (laughs) say the NC is running out of ideas but they're just they just, just got, got started. Koi's got three films in his back yeah, pocket. Yeah, I'm writing right now. Let's uh, do this. And speaking of things that we love. <laughs> Where do I get my, my energy from? My manicness. Welcome to Anna's Ad Zone. Give me a set of greens. John's already made it this time, so we don't have to witness that absolute train wreck right. again. We only get to witness this absolute train wreck. What do you need to be an absolute train wreck like me? Well, the energy part at least comes from athletic greens. That's the good part, not the bad part. We want to thank, I'm now starting the ad copy. <laughs> we want to thank athletics greens. Oh, God. 
And we want to thank our <laughs> It wrote, that's just it, top, top, top. That's the copy. We want to thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring the break room today. We've been taking AG1 from Athletics Greens to help boost our immunity and give us so much energy throughout the day. With one, you heard me right, one less than two, one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food super, whole food super, my favorite, the grocery store, whole food super. Source superfoods. I got through it. Probiotics and adaptogens. I flew right through that one this time today. to help Smooth. you start your day right, the right way. This special blend of ingredients. Now I'm looking at the camera. Now I'm looking at the teleprompter. Of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, aging. Uh, oh, oh, I will talk about how I incorporate <laughs> AG1 in my life. Well, mostly what I like to do personally, Anna Vanson style, is sit and stare lovingly at John as he sips. His AG1. How can you not look at that face? Transformative. Oh, so frothy and <laughs> got delicious. A little bit on my nose. And I'm talking That's about John. Right. I'm not talking about AG1. I'm talking about John. Frothy, frothy and delicious. So let's talk about AG1. AG1 is lifestyle friendly. Do you like to hula hoop? Drink it. Whether you eat keto, paleo, ah. vegan, dairy free, or gluten free. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity and alertness. You gotta have that or spies will sneak up on you and get you. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Have, your, your, your apartment could burn down, but your nutrition will stay the same. As long as you take that, if there's a fire, like take this out with you. Um, and for every purchase- or oh. Or it's Keep a little one of these bad boys travel here. packet at the ready. <laughs> always in the back pocket. You'll always have one. You Keep only have to be careful not to catch on fire yourself, that's man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's too much carbon. That's a negative. You don't want that. No good. cap. I keep one of these travels in my car if I like have eaten really poorly. So I, I, I legit do. So. Wow, you should have done the personal, personal incorporating. <laughs> no, you got this. Yeah, right. you're, you're on it. I haven't even gotten to the best part yet. For every purchase, we donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need. French fries? No, that ain't nutritious. AG1, baby. <laughs> Including No Kids Hungry here in good old America, which, ugh. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition every single gosh darn day. So important. It's just one scoop, one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million <laughs> different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And... This is where I start to like, here we go. Here's the, here we go. It to make tired. it easy, Athletic <laughs> Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do to redeem that is visit athleticgreens.com slash break room. Again, Athletic because you're not. Oh, I thought we were doing. I thought. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought we were going to repeat. I'm like, what does this look mean? How do I help? You never listen when I say it, so I always have to say it again. Again, Koi. That is athleticgreens.com/breakroom to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Really driving home that insurance, that insurance thing. This is a freebie for Athletic Greens. Two things. They give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D. The last time I went to the doctor, he was like, "All you need is change." Is vitamin, D? vitamin D, my man. 
I was like, can I just go in the sun? And he was like, look how white you are. Stay inside. Take a supplement. So thank you to Athletic Greens for that. Cover yourself in um, Athletic Greens. Yeah, <laughs> That's the trick. I had a second thing, but I have a second thing that I was going to say, but I've fully forgotten it. Um, mm. Speaking of fully forgetting things, I haven't forgotten about new rock stars going to be in, <laughs> can't talk, going to be in Texas this weekend as a part of the Ooh. Rooster Teeth Extreme uh, Austin Limit 22. Energies. It's coming. It's <laughs> coming. Yeah. Uh, the Rooster Teeth, the RTX Austin 2020 Podcast Festival that's happening from July 1st. I think that's in two days through July 3rd. If you've ever wanted to meet some of your favorite New Rock Stars hosts in person, uh, now's your chance. I said meet. This copy says see. I don't know what it'll be. Tommy might be in a cage, so you might not be able to approach him. Honestly, Tommy mm. is very, he likes to meet people. He so likes it, to meet people, but he also awesome. likes athletic greens. So, you know, just be careful. Um, New Rockstar is going to be there. We're going to be there in person. This group of people, unfortunately, will not. But you will have Thomas Michael Bechtold. You will have Jessica Clemens. You will have Philip Molina. You will have... Hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he's stuck. Starts with an E. Starts with an E. Aaron Aaron Vos. Aaron Vos. Aaron Vos will be there. Uh, and if you want to save some money to see Aaron Vos, uh, you can go to the description of this video, use the, uh, click on that link, use the promo code NEWROCKSTARS, just one word, and um, hopefully we'll see you there. That is happening this weekend. They're going to do a very fun show. The only way you'll ever be able to see it is if you sweat your little taint off. Oh, right off. Is that a swear? I need my taint. Sweat your little taint off in Texas this weekend. Now, we've gone through. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet little taint off in Texas. <laughs> Woo. Um, we've gotten through the most fun part of the break room, the ad reads, but we're on to the <laughs> second most fun part. Mandatory fun. Play the graphic. There it is. All right, you mother friggers. How, what are we at? What are we at with these? No, we haven't no, gotten to no, 100. You today, but that's mother okay. We haven't really been. We haven't really been plugging it juicing that much. It, yeah. you know? We've gotten, uh, let's juice it a little, baby. That's we're gonna right, juice I can it. catch the cameras gonna, so well yeah, now. There you go. We're going to uh, juice it in this seg. We're, okay, we're juicing. That's milk. That's milk. That's milk. That's milk. That's milk. Well, you squeeze juice, right? Juice. Yeah, none of, none of this is. I feel like we those gotta, are going to be clipped out. I feel yeah. like this is not good for us. Yeah. That's a gift. It's Morbin time today. Gotcha. Uh, in a recent interview with comicbook.com, uh, they, they interviewed the film's VFX. That's virtual effects supervisor, supervisor Joel Barron's. Uh, who addressed the original ending and the reason by... You really didn't, like, write this out for me at all, huh? He was talking about how the original ending of Morbius uh, was was changed. Yes. They had to do reshoots. We have a photo from a trailer of, of what the original ending was supposed to be. Play look it. Look at that. Look at, look just at a photo. It. It's just a photo. It was going to take place in Central Park. You yelled at me about not writing it, so no, I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about it. Well, it was, was going to take place in Central Park, right. and the director was like, mm, what if it was underground? <laughs> so they changed it. They reshot it. Is it is a little more on brand for Morbius, yeah, I will say. Bats. Like Morbius doesn't go to parks. Who are we kidding? You don't need so to we're skipping this big quote. Uh, the important part is, well, yeah, okay, you read that part. We have, the, here's the important part, and here's where the real fun comes in if I don't fall apart before we get there. We have the script of the original ending. I was... Um, Disrespectful enough to draw a tiny Morbius on the back of it, but the problem is, is that some of it, 
got blanked out? What does that mean? There was there's some blood on it. There's oh, some blood right, on right, the page. Right. So. That's what blanked out means. Yeah. It got some blood on it. So um, we're going to fill in those blanks just based off of memory from seeing it. Uh, mm -hmm. John and Coy saw it beforehand. I am just puzzled. I didn't see yeah, it, so tough. I need to ask some I think, questions. I think we can also ask the chat maybe a couple of yes. questions. Chat, I think uh, you didn't read it, but just intuiting using your psychic Morbius powers, I bet that you can also help. So we are playing a little game called Morbius Mad Libs today. Oh I think what we're gonna, how we're gonna incorporate chat here is that we want y'all to start working on the very last word. Mm. Uh, you're gonna enter it in chat, and our lovely Dashel is gonna is gonna pick those up. And when we get to the end, we will select one of those. More so, for you, chat. I could have sworn you were gonna switch cameras. <laughs> All right, for you, chat. Uh, we need y'all to start suggesting a verb. I don't want. I feel like this spoils it. Yeah. Can I just a verb? Yeah. Ending in ing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And a verb ending in ing. That's what we need from y'all. Boom. Uh, meanwhile, from you two, do you yeah. want to go like take turns? We can that do that. It doesn't nice. matter to me. Okay, all right. From John, I need a verb that ends in s from you. This is Mad Libs, and a classic Mad Libs word, I will not have us not use it, oh boy. is farts. Oh, great. Great. You're going to, by the way, you're making me say all of this. I just yep, want to point that out. Yep. You're the actor. I need a liquid from you, Ooh, my friend. Well, that is, that could be many things. Yeah. What, what direction do I, I want to take I can get in? it after the break room. I need a noun. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. But no, a noun? I need a liquid. Okay, no, liquid. liquid. Uh, let's go with... Um, <laughs> That's with, for my own personal. I was, I, 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 let's go with whale semen. Good, Very good, specific. Good, good, good. All right, uh, John, hit me with that. I love all of the <laughs> all the people are going through the comments, and so many things are getting hit. Oh, no, <laughs> so many things. What? YouTube is not for bad lips. <laughs> Oh no, they're all getting deleted. <laughs> and, and Dashiell and Dodson are like, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> if someone typed what I said, it would not have made the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, John, hit me with the adjective, please. Uh, adjective, that's something that describes mm -hmm. a noun. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You mother truckers are lucky there are no adverbs in here. Oh that's man, those are the best ones. Thirsty. Thirsty? Yeah. Ooh, nice. uh, thirsty, yeah, 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 bud, yeah, bud. Location. Boston. Boston. I will be reading it like he that. He went from incredibly specific to incredibly general. <laughs> the uh, United States. <laughs> Space Boston. Landon Bill Burr. Jonathan, would you mind giving me a verb that ends in ing? Much like the chat is doing. I'm so tempted to say farting. Oh, uh, I'm going to grab one, the first thing I see from the uh, chat. It's uh, uh, grass, uh, gasping. Okay. Ga Ooh, gasping is so much better than grasping. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Chat, y'all got a freebie on that one. Um, now this one's interesting. I don't know what this means. Way of speaking. Oh, yes. Um, oh, is it like whispering, shouting? Okay, so like... Hurriedly. Well, that's not quite that right. Fit. I think that might fit. Matt. Would it not? Because that's a, a way of speaking. Okay. Uh, in uh, hushed tones. So like whispered, maybe? Well, that's the less fun way to say that in uh, hushed tones, but whisper. Uh, hurriedly whispered. How about ooh, that? I okay, like that. Right, okay, right. Let's combine okay. the two. Hurriedly whispered. Okay. Uh, I, ooh, ooh, we just found out I don't know how to spell hurriedly. That's okay. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. I spelled it correctly. Trust me. Um, adjective, John. You just, you came up with one. We're switching. Great. Adjective. Adjective. Um, uh... 
It's a hard one. It's so many options. Uh, moist. And you have to make it funny. Oh, you would. I did. You I absolutely did. I would. I had to. And the noun. A noun. I don't remember where this was in the script because that's, that's good. what we're trying oh, yeah. to do. We're trying to be accurate, right? Yeah. Um, I'll say. It's really just any person. Way easier than adjective. Great. I'll just say bat. Okay. All right. That was almost certainly in the original Morbius ending. <laughs> uh, can I get a verb from you, Koi? Um. Man, I just mad libs are got to be sexual. I'm gonna go thrusting. Oh, uh, okay. To, I've I mean, been playing on, a very libs. different game. Okay, uh, and a verb past tense. Um, that's ending with an ed. Eaten. Oh, you proved me wrong. Oh yeah, interesting. Okay, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Morbius. Interesting. Uh, a verb ending in ing, and then we're getting to chats. A verb ending in ing. Mm-hmm. Um, yodeling. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Uh, and then, do we have some collected ones? From... I don't. I don't see them pulled up, but I'll, I'll go through a few of them. It's. It's you. You asked Dashiell to do it. It's, it should have been. You should have asked Dodson. Oh, Dodson. We're getting our D names confused. I've got. No, no, no. I didn't I've get that confused. I got their jobs okay, confused. Okay, okay. I've got uh, throbbing in here. Ooh. I've got soiling in here. Mm -hmm. I've got. Um, I don't know. I've got boiling in here. I like soiling. I like soiling. Yeah. I kind of. I was into throbbing. Oh, here's some. Oh. I've got knitting, beating, spooning, tweaking. Thank you, Dodson. I, I misspoke. He's oh. doing a great job. I win. You're going throbbing. Uh, well, if you'll both like spoiling, spoiling is that what it was? Soiling, like soiling. Soiling. soiling one's okay. pants. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll go. I'll majority <laughs> rules here. Okay. All right. We have recreated the script. Here we go. This was the end. This the, the end action of Morbius originally. Morbius farts from the roofs of New York with whale <laughs> semen dripping from his mouth. Oh my God. Hello, Milo. Morbius says, "Didn't expect to see you in this thirsty Boston." Oh, I could have moderated that one a little bit better. <laughs> enough with the gasping, Michael. Milo hurriedly whispered, "Oh." <laughs> Milo hurriedly whispered, You can't stop me. I'm the most moist bat alive. Morbius and Milo thrust. When the dust settles, Milo is eaten. What? Yodeling Morbius says, I'm sorry, Milo. It's soiling time. <laughs> that's pretty good. Scene. That's cut to black. Good. Hard that's cut. A that's a great ending. Wow. Very I think mean, that's good. 50 Shades of Morbin time right uh, there. I Same. love, yeah, I love that. Um, they started thrusting, and, and then one of them was eaten at the end. That's, you know. Some animals do that. Usually you go in reverse. Oh, oh, no, no. you were talking about that. Yeah. Um, thrusting I was talking about something. Some other oh, guy. I see. Different kind of eating. Yeah, I was going praying. You guys missed style. Marvel episode four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is this show? We made some art. Uh, I really thought that Tommy being gone would put us back on track. No. Somehow that happened. No. no. This right. Marvel episode four came out last night, uh, mm -hmm. and we have a lot to we want to talk about. There were chase scenes. There were training montages. There were romantic campfires. Now, ahead of time, before we jump into this, are there going to be spoilers in this section? Yes. Okay. We, it should be said. Spoilers abound. Abound. Look at that, Mortis. Watch um, the episode before this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bam, the end. Come you're back here. to this. You're, yeah. Um, pause. Go watch the episode. Come back. Mm -hmm. um, or. Get spoiled. Mm. I don't care. It's your life. Get spoiled, it's nerd. Your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, 
And of course, Kamala uncovering a lot more about her family history in Pakistan while they're there. Um, can I get from you guys just sort of like your initial thoughts? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to ask for maybe an accent or something. <laughs> I was You're like, not no. An adverb of some kind. <laughs> a Virginia verb. <laughs> um, yeah, I had so much fun. Uh, this series continues to surprise me. Continu Amon's freak, every time she smiles, I'm like, oh, heart melts. Uh -huh. She's the best. So many cuties at that campfire. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. They're all over 18. So many love interests in this show, eh? It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a show for teenagers, I think. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Did, <laughs> did this episode with her sort of like them introducing the new love interest, did it change your mind about the other love interest? I like that there's a, a bit of a love triangle. I really enjoy that. It's almost a square. It's almost it's, a square. Yeah. yeah, she's evolving. It depends on Bruno Bryan. Yeah. But, it uh, definitely depends on Bruno Bryan. I think that it does a really good job capturing that innocence of when you have like crushes that are just crushes. Yeah. Like when yeah. you're just like googly yeah. eyes at someone totally. where you're just like, hee hee I, I, A lot of shows try, and this one's succeeding. I I think yeah. largely because the cast is so strong. I also think like we're giving that to the show a little oh, bit. Every time I see a this is so stupid. Every time I see a new like potential love interest, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Good for her. I think they they purposefully make it seem sure. that way. And I will say it makes Comic it it makes it more realistic that she's making dumb choices because she thinks guys are hot. Right, like right, relatable. Right, fucking right. relatable. <laughs> Freaking We're not there yet. Come on, get, get us through But the, the comic does that too. Like the comic mm -hmm. does a really good job where you're like, will they, won't they? And then like her having multiple people she's squirrely right. about. There's a lot of like mental, like those thought bubbles of her being all adorable. There's a lot of the covers that are, like one of the introductions to this character is a cover of the two of them like wrapped up in a scarf and she's like swooning. And mm -hmm. they're just, they've really captured the innocence of Miss Marvel really well. And I think that is a lot of Amon Vellani. Like I, yeah. this girl is she's so interesting. So good. Good. She's good. so good. One of the most interesting things that I, I mean, I think we all probably found this one of the most interesting things. Uh, when she gets sort of the the bangle gets stabbed and then she sort of gets like yeeted into this vision or or the past, whatever it is. Um, a couple of things that were really interesting in that scene. First of all, all of the blue smoke that mm. was coming out of the train, mixed with some, you know, normal sort of like gray Hollywood smoke from a train station. <laughs> the colored um, smoke is. There was yeah, a lot smoke. of blue smoke and they didn't really make anything of it, but of course like there's no way they were just like, yeah, let's do blue today. Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting. Practical extras. Yeah. I yeah, really liked yeah, seeing a scene that looked like right? it was really filmed yeah, somewhere. Totally. Um, and then, you know, one of the more interesting things is, you know, we have this story of her grandmother being led back to the train by this trail of light. We had sort of speculated in the past that this trail of light might have been related to the hard light that we've, you know, that the Bengal is creating or she's creating, whatever it is. Um, do we think they're going to do sort of like a closed loop time travel thing? And Kamala's going to go find her grandmother and be like, you need to get on this train. I um, or do you think that that is, is purely a vision and it's going to be hard for her to interact with anyone? Else? I think she's going to be able to interact. I actually think that the reason they can't remember how it happened was her. Yeah. I think that like you right. in this version of time travel, because remember in Endgame, they don't do the, they do timelines, so not many, interactivity. So, many so I'm really times. curious if this is different because we're introducing TVA and Kang. Yeah. Is this a different, is this not the main timeline? Because like, you know, theoretically, if she went to another timeline, that would be a different grandma because this isn't back right. to the future rules some people online were even speculating that she is her own grandmother that mm -hmm. does that gets really complicated mm -hmm. really the complicated. casting's good enough like they look yeah, enough like, you know but like 
That'd be a thing. Um, yeah, that would be a thing. <laughs> that would be I a was, thing. I was looking really closely to see if the people in the world were looking at her. Like, could she see She got her? like avoided and bumped to... into. Did but she? That's all I could figure okay, out. Because right. like, I was doing the same. I was, I was watching like, people's eyes. There? I was like, can they see her? Or Because I don't know. If you're moving through a crowd and... Uh, I guess you'd know. I don't one know. One person dodged and then one person okay. like right. actually avoided Fair. as she climbed up. Right. But no one acknowledged her. Yeah. So it's interesting. They could kind of play it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I don't know where this is going to lead to, but you know, if you're looking at kind of previous Disney Plus Marvel shows, at that episode five, you know, we spend all that time in the sort of asylum or or the uh, Sea of Reeds in Moon Knight. Um, I think you know Loki. That was when we were in the Void. Uh, that episode five seems to be like a really central. Ship of Theseus was uh, um, one division of memory serves. No, I believe that was her. Uh, the like. Her going through the doors to her own oh, past you're right. memories. Yeah, right. So big episode. Um, yeah. So it's like always this like, hey, we're gonna do this flashback thing that gives you a lot of background about your yeah. family. Here's the context. Uh, but, yeah, but but you know those are always really impactful episodes of TV. So I can't wait for episode five of this show. Um, and I do think like it's gonna it's gonna break us apart, and we're gonna we're gonna both cry and be like, holy shit, this is like a crazy thing that we didn't expect to be happening. I think we're gonna get bangle information in the next episode that's gonna tie into the greater MCU. I do think Miss Marvel's integral. I still think it's uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character from Eternals. I forget his I name. I love that. I think he's the one that invented the Ten Rings and the bangle. Yeah. I think those things tie together. I think that's why Fastos, we saw the Ten Rings. Is, Thank you, yes. Fastos. I think Fastos invented both of those things. That's why we saw the Ten Rings, where the bangle got picked up. And I do think we've already had a Kree Scroll War beforehand, and then that. I think Captain Marvel 2 is a Kree scroll war happening again, leading into Secret Evasion. So speaking of Fasto, speaking of this bangle, we saw it get sort of punctured, or, or whatever mm -hmm. ha happened at the end of the episode. Do you think that it's broken? Do you think that, you know, we had that scene with her and Bruno in episode 2, where Bruno was sort of like, well, the power's coming from you, but right. the bangle is sort of channeling it, or focusing it, or whatever it was. Do we think the bangle is broken? And then I'll ask you a question after that. No. Okay. Any I think more? it was activated. I don't think it was broken. Oh. I, think, I think it was like she leveled up in power. Okay. It was like awoken. I like that. Um, I think it... <laughs> no. I, thought, I thought someone was going <laughs> to say yes. Uh, I do think it... I, I think there's a possibility that it, it broke and... It breaking, you know, we don't know how in humans, if they're going to be introduced, although this episode yesterday I sat out of the show and was like, they're not doing it in humans. Uh, today I'm like, they're doing it in humans. Well, because the jinn being a thing that aren't, like, yes. I love the line about Thor and the Himalayas. I right. love the line right. about, like, and that's what I was saying in the show yesterday, in, too, that the gods are a huge thing. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the comics expert. I'm not. I wish Jessica was here today because um, she loves Miss Marvel and Miss Marvel Comics. Is it not true that the Inhumans sort of like had a location in the Himalayas in the comics, or maybe I missed? So their main location is on the moon. Um, That's right. But they right. do also have different spots around the world to kind of supervise. Right. And it wouldn't—I don't remember specifically the Himalayas, okay. but it wouldn't surprise me that somewhere remote like that okay. would call to them. For some reason, that triggered in my brain, and, and yeah, I just think um, of Black Bolt in the Moon being such a funny visual. Like Black Bolt and Medusa <laughs> just hanging out. Like, I love let's film it in Hawaii on the moon. Um, so uh, I guess what I was going to say was, you know, we don't really know how they're going to do it humans in this world is it, it could be possible that this bangle does break and that is what kind of causes the terrigenesis process and then Kamala can use her powers sort of without this focus how do we feel about that we no. love we love that the bangle <laughs> we love that the bangle we are keeping the bangle if someone steals it uh 
She has no powers. I think that the Terragenesis needs to activate something in her, and yeah. I do think that maybe there is something amongst her family that is inhuman. Like, maybe there is an activation. Of, maybe there's a bunch of freaking gas in the Bengals. I just don't think there's just Bengals all over the place. Like, we, we also, need a, yeah, a thing. We, we, learned, like, we learned about the inscription on the Bengals as well, what mm-hmm. it said in this one. That which what you're chasing. seek so, is yeah. seeking you or something mm, like that. Right. Which is like uh, her history, I guess. She's seeking knowledge of her family, so, which mm-hmm. I think that's her in time travel. I think the oh, bracelet. Oh, so you don't think that's a Fastos? Fastos was like, I'm gonna put a fortune cookie thing on this bangle. Well, I think that like he might be able to perceive that. Oh, sure. So like maybe her going through time is that which you seek is your own self, yeah. which could be the grandma thing. It's weird. Oh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Um, I don't think. It's yeah. Weird. So if not Fastos, you think maybe she is the person who inscribed it, or it's just possibly. Her. Do you have any theories of who might have? I, I I think that would be a little strange, just because she is such a modern character that why would she write it in such sort Sort of a formal ancient right, right. sort of way. That's fair. Um, but I don't have like an alternate theory really, per se. I, I guess. What, what does the chat think? Can I just get yeah. uh, some some people are talking about Doctor Doom in the in the chat right now? I have no idea why. Um, well, we'll, <laughs> well, also, we'll probably need to Dr. catch Doom. up on super chat. Um, um, who but. do you guys think maybe put that inscription on the bangle in, in the comments? I want to hear from you guys. I guess eagle-eyed view, if, if we were maybe doing our jobs right, we would have gone back to the episode where they found the bangle on the arm and see if seen, if the, yeah, seen if the inscription was there. Although it, it might have been. Also, it also, like, Am I crazy? It, it like expanded. Yeah, it definitely changed right. in the first episode. And, and I thought he had said, I've not seen that inscription before. So it might have been so tucked I'm in. And she couldn't real. read it, though. So she couldn't have written she it. She couldn't have written it. Because, yeah, that's ah, something that... Ah, she, she, she goes back one. in time and is, like, taking lessons or something. Woo! She's like, I want to learn about my family, and I'm going to learn how to read. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, that is another character we haven't met. Maybe it's Cree. Maybe it's another language. Like, maybe it's, you know, the, the, the race that had the blue hand. I hate that this question was asked. Uh, uh, what are people more excited about, Doctor Doom or Barbie? I only hate it because I hate the answer. People are saying, <laughs> people are saying, Doctor Doom. What kind of show is this? Oh my we God. don't talk about Marvel on this show. Oh, we only talk no. about Barbie. Um, no, I understand. No. I, I understand. <laughs> I am disturbingly excited for this Barbie movie. <laughs> the Gosling scream, man, <laughs> got yeah, you. The Gosling scream. A couple other uh, polls that we we put in the. Uh, in the chat, I don't know if we already went over these, but uh, people were asked, which would you rather see, a House of M adaptation or which is Road adaptation? People are saying House of M. Uh, to be honest, I think that's just because most people are a little bit more familiar with that run in the comics, although it is a very fun run and we all want X-Men. Um, let's see, do you like the alternate ending version of Reva more or less than the final version? That would be funny. What's House that? of M, they, they do the Captain America thing with Avengers Assembled where like it's a different line reading than we all expect. Mm-hmm. So like Avengers Assembled and it was like an impactful moment. Instead there's a comma we don't see so Scarlet Witch goes, no, more mutants. More mutants. And she like activates mutants. the mutants. She's like, no, more mutants. More. Sorry, Give us more. I just thought of that and it was funny to make them interrupt. Um, it's okay. That's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> People were also asked if they would prefer the alternate ending with Reva to the final version. People really like that alternate ending. I want to just say maybe it's because we're great storytellers here on the break room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Give us a movie. Give us a movie. Ready. Uh, a few more people. Soulgasm, our good friend, said, I knew what you meant, John. No worries. I'm assuming this has to do with me talking about... It was your mixing up of the characters last episode. Oh, great. Thank Hope you. you're still watching. <laughs> we Thank got you. to you eventually. <laughs> um, Elijah Bowser said, 
Um, they could say that Wanda and Pietro were adopted and bring Magneto in that way, and then that would be a cool way to bring him into the fray. There is a little bit of like retconning that happened in the comics where Magneto is no longer the father of Pietro and Wanda, so it kind of seemed like the MCU was like, yeah, we'll just make up our own answer, and, and she got her parents in Sokovia, um, but there's no reason they can't say she was adopted. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, or, you know, I don't know. Ma Magneto, yeah. Just we also haven't like, met her parents kids. ever because the true. way that was all navigated. Also, in the multiverse, different people can be Wanda's. Those, so there could be a multiverse where Magneto's kid point. is Wanda. I'm going to say that uh, those two people that were watching her and her brother were just weird old babysitters. Um, <laughs> Sean Bell says, bring Doom in Fantastic Four to make him grow inside the MCU. I don't really know what you're saying with that. Um... Maybe perhaps like introduce Doom in Fantastic Four and then like he, he doesn't finish there, right? Like yeah, definitely. Loki in, in Avengers and then his role was expanded so much. Or look, I guess Loki started in Thor. Um, but his role was expanded so much in the MCU and you could do a similar thing with Fantastic Four. Black Panther's, Black Panther's the end of this year and with the Howard Stern timing, I do think we're probably going to get a Doom announcement uh, fairly soon, which which unfortunately mm. might have kind of pushed them. I, I would rather them be able to do everything as they planned, but between D23 right and Comic-Con... You think if they feel like the... The, they need to say something, they could just wait, what is it, like three weeks? Yeah, until I feel like Comic-Con's going to be, like we said yesterday, a tease and some announcements, and then D23 is huge. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is too bad that if, it got if they were trying to save it for like a post credit scene or, or but something But then again, like the that. average person might not, like we're in a very specific place. I always forget how plugged in we all are. I'm like, yeah, everyone knows now. True. There are so many people that aren't watching The Break Room. Unfortunately, they should be. But like, there are people I that think, aren't. I think we're doing bigger numbers than the Super Bowl, Koi. You might just not be familiar with how many viewers are. <laughs> That's me. Everyone's here because yeah, of Barbie. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We're really the Barbie show, Barbie bringing him in. Um, you're totally right. You're totally right. I remember the like Doom tease that we got in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like half the theater was like, "Oh my God, it's Doom!" and half the theater was like, cool. "Hooded figure, great." And then it was Janet, and all the Doom people were like, "Oh, it's Janet." Um, let's see. Uh, a couple more people. Someone said Brian Cranston as Doom. We love. Brian Cranston as a villain. Who wouldn't want to see that? Um, and then we have a couple of people who maybe thought, uh, a couple of people who were saying, who wrote the script on the bangle? Mm. We have some people saying it was Celestial, maybe even Eternal, whatever. Um, some people saying Cree, which obviously makes a lot of sense. It was on a Cree wrist, uh, we think. Um, uh, and someone saying, I think the inscription was written by the Cree. Another, another vote for Cree. What do we think? What, do you think if you're saying Eternals tech. Do we think maybe Kree tech on this side of the table? I'm kind of leaning Kree tech. Um, I'll lean with you. Let's okay. lean together. Lean Two Krees and an Eternal. And we could all be wrong. <laughs> Two Krees and a pod. That's right. What I'm we will by. find out next week on The Break Room. Ooh. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thank we will be yeah. back tomorrow. We will not be back on Friday because mm. we'll be in Austin. Having a great time. Some of us are already there. If you see Philip Molina walking around in a tight shirt and short shorts, slap his ass. And, and Ryan Gosling will scream very loud. Don't don't do that. Take that don't, back. Don't, Let's don't, roll don't, that don't one do back. Don't right. Super Bowl level people watching. That's some right. of them might That's not right. understand That's that right. was that just was a Barbie joke only. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We will see you tomorrow where we will exclusively be talking about Barbie. We hope to see you guys there. Let's exit with our famous Morbin 
line from the original script? It's, it's spoiling, spoiling time! time. What was spoiling? Oh, spoiling? You have